G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. Does the altar of your life need to be repaired? You know, you look at your own spiritual life and you realize it's not what it used to be. You no longer read the scripture. Prayer is not a part of your life. If so, your altar needs to be repaired. Coming up today, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us take stock of where we are with the Lord and make the necessary adjustments. You say, I want the fire of God to follow my life. I want the power of God. Good. Repair your altar first. This is the day when the lost are found. This is the day for a new beginning. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound. Again, you hear all the angels are singing. This is the day, the day when life begins. Trying to live a godly life in an ungodly world can seem like we're trying to walk up a downward escalator. The culture is trying to drag believers right into a quagmire of hopeless humanism and angry atheism. But God has a plan. Today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie helps us revisit one of the most exciting stories of the Old Testament, when a single prophet of God confronts 850 feckless false prophets. And what does God's plan unfold? Last Saturday, I'm walking up my stairs and I'm holding a Yeti cup. You know what a Yeti cup is? They're the metal cups. Nice cups. You don't want to drop it, right? I've got my Yeti cup loaded up with ice and water and, and my toe catches the top stair. Now the weird thing is I'm trying to get my footing, right? Holding the Yeti cup aloft because I did not want to spill the ice water. And somehow I'm kind of running along for a few a foot or so and I go airborne and go face first into a built-in desk up there. I open my eyes, there's blood on the floor and my back hurts really badly. <laughs> And I cried out to Kathy, I've fallen and I can't get up. (laughs) I didn't say that exactly, but it was close. I said, I'm hurt. And she heard the sound upstairs. It sounded like I heard a buffalo with all the noise and the yet. Oh, by the way, I spilled the water. Yeti cup goes flying. And uh, so we went to the ER. And uh, I had actually, my tooth had punctured my face and actually came through the other side. And so they had to sew my lip up from behind. I still have the stitches. It's still a little bit swollen. And actually put a stitch on the outside. Then I had a little, hit my nose pretty hard. Then I had to go to the x-rays and all this stuff. So, you know, the, the guy says, oh, I'm going to take you to get your back x-ray. Do you want to ride in the wheelchair? I said, no, I'm fine. You know, and walking well, like, hey, that's kind of hurt. I'll go ahead and take that wheelchair ride. So, and it was really great because this guy was a Christian. He goes, I'm not supposed to say this, but I listen to you on the radio all the time. Let me pray for you. So the whole time he's like praying for me. It's just, yeah, I loved it because God always has his people everywhere, doesn't he? So it's great. So I 
say that to explain what happened to me, but also to segue into our message. I fell. I wasn't expecting to fall, but I did fall. Unfortunately, I did not brace my fall with my hands as one should, but I took it right on the face. And we're gonna look at, in a way, what could be described as a fall in Elijah's life, or at least a slump, where he fell into a deep depression. But we're also gonna look at his recovery. But before we do that, we'll look at the victory that preceded it. So we remember that all the prophets of Baal were gathered there together for the big showdown. 850 prophets of Baal versus one man of God. And uh, so it was getting ready to happen. But here's an interesting thing I'd never noticed before as I was re-looking at this story. And before that fire fell on the altar, the altar had to be repaired. So here's my first point. If you're taking notes, if we want to see God work, we must do our part. If we want to see God work, we must do our part. First Kings 18.30, Elijah said to the people, come here to me. They came to him and he repaired the altar of the Lord that had been torn down. See, before the fire was gonna fall, the altar had to be repaired. And I ask you right now, does the altar of your life need to be repaired? You know, you look at your own spiritual life and you realize it, it's not what it used to be. <laughs> You used to be stronger than you are now. Does your altar need to be repaired? You no longer read the scripture every day as you used to. Prayer is not a part of your life as it once was. Your church attendance is erratic at best. If so, your altar needs to be repaired. You say, I want the fire of God to follow my life. I want the power of God. Good, repair your altar first to the church of Ephesus, uh, Jesus says, I know how hard you work and how discerning you are, but I have this against you. You've left your first love. Remember therefore from where you have fallen and repent and do the first works again. Interesting, he says, first remember, was there a place in your life when you were stronger spiritually than you are right now? Just ask yourself that question. Was there a time? If the answer is yes, now we come to step number two, remember and then repent. He says repeat and do the first works quickly, but uh, you know, first you have to repent and then repeat, do it again. Interesting that Jesus says how you have fallen. To leave your first love is a form of falling. And so this is something we all need to do in our own life. As the apostle Paul said, Get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. <laughs> well, that's Paul McCartney, but similar, similar sentiment. It's sort of like a marriage. How many of you are married? Raise your hand. So if in your marriage you have lost the love, so to speak, uh, you should not wait for the emotion of love to return. Rather, go back and start doing loving things. In other words, make the motion and the emotion will catch up. And we talk about a spiritual awakening in America, how much we need it, how much we want it. God wants to send it. So what's the problem? We have to do our part, then God will do his part. 
And what is our part? Second Chronicles 7.14 gives it to us. God speaking says, If my people which are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive their sin and heal their land. Loose paraphrase, repair your altar. Get ready for the work of the Holy Spirit. And we look at our country right now. And we look at the acts of violence right now are just out of control. And it, every time you open up a news site, there's a new act of violence, a new shooter, someone driving their car into a crowd of people, someone with a knife, it's something. And people say, well we need to just stop the guns, get rid of the guns. I'm sorry to say that's never gonna happen. We don't need gun control, we need self-control. It starts with the heart. The heart needs to change. The heart needs to change. And so this is the thing that people don't talk about. The root of all of this is that we've turned away from God. We've thrown God out of our classrooms. We don't want those 10 commandments. We don't want a prayer in the school. Don't even bring your Bible on the school campus. Or we do these other things where we say we redefine the family. We can't even say what a woman or a man is any longer. And we wonder why our young people are confused, right? And so we see this breakdown. The breakdown of the family is at the root of almost every problem in America today. It is. 85% of these people that take guns and shoot people came from a broken home, specifically a fatherless home. Those numbers even go higher when you look at other people who are engaged in criminal activity, drug abuse. The list just goes on and on and on. We need to turn back to God. Repair the altar. Repair the family. Let it start with your family. Amen. It's so easy to point a finger at someone else, but make sure your family is strong. Men, make sure you're the spiritual leader in your family. It's great to have you join us today for A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. In one of the past year's most requested messages, we're hearing about committing ourselves and our families to God today. Pastor Greg's study is based in 1 Kings chapter 18. It's an account that underscores the need to worship God and not let anything else take his place. Let's get back to Pastor Greg's message. Well, back to the shootout of the Carmel Corral. So here they are, up on the mountain. 850 prophets of Baal versus one prophet of God. Elijah says, let's let the real God answer by fire. Look at 1 Kings 18, 27. About noontime, Elijah began mocking them. You'll have to shout louder, he scoffed. For surely he's a God. Maybe he's away on a trip or he's asleep, or he needs to be wakened. And so they shouted louder. Oh, I left out one word, one phrase. Perhaps he's daydreaming or is relieving himself. We don't wanna miss that one. <laughs> so shout louder. So they shouted louder following their normal custom. They cut themselves with knives and swords until the blood gushed out. They raved all afternoon until the time of the evening sacrifice. But still there was no sound, no reply. No response. And I think Ahab saw this. King Ahab could see that Baal had no power. Baal was not there to answer. 
uh, the call of these people. And sometimes the Lord will allow people to see the futility of their own gods so they will turn to the true and living God. I think most of us, if we look back on that moment in our life before we came to Christ, we had probably come to a point where we had seen the emptiness of life. You know this book I've written, Lennon, Dylan, Allison, Jesus, it examines the spiritual life of a lot of these people that had unbelievable fame and success and wealth. And they climbed to the top of the mountain and they found out there was nothing there. And for many of them, they had to hit rock bottom before they would look up. They had to see the emptiness of these so-called gods before they would turn again to the true God. Well anyway, here's the big contest. So Elijah says, yeah, you guys uh, go do your thing. Okay, you done? Okay, wow, what a mess, blood everywhere. Seriously? Now it's my turn. And he says, I want you to repair the altar, which they did. Now I want you to douse it with water. I want you to do it again, do it again. Three times they douse the altar, why? Because when God answered this prayer, he wanted everyone to know it was the Lord. It wasn't a coincidence, it wasn't a special trick. It was something that was supernatural. Bringing me to point number two. Our job is to pray. God's job is to answer. Do you have a problem right now? Do you have a challenge right now? Do you have a concern right now? Now, have you prayed about it? Is there something you really need in your life? Have you prayed about it? Maybe it's a healing, maybe it's provision, maybe it's a mate, maybe it's something else. The Bible says you have not because you ask not. And not only that, but Jesus says, ask and it shall be given, seek and you will find, knock and the door will be opened. So our job is to pray, God's job is to answer. First Kings 18, 36. At the time of sacrifice, the prophet Elijah stepped forward and prayed. Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known today that you are God in Israel, and I am your servant, and I've done all these things at your command. Answer me, Lord, answer me, so these people will know that you, Lord, are God, and that you are turning their hearts back again. I love this prayer. Just confidence in God. He didn't cut himself, he didn't scream, he didn't yell, he didn't jump up and down. He just prayed. What happened? First Kings 18, verse 38. Then the fire of the Lord fell and burned up the sacrifice, the wood, the stones, and the soil, and licked up the water in the trench. And when all the people saw this, they fell prostrate and cried, the Lord, He is God. The Lord, He is God. Love this. But God was not done. Not only did He send the fire, now He's gonna send the rain. Don't forget they've been experiencing a horrible drought they haven't seen water for over three years. And God revealed to Elijah that it was going to rain. But when you looked up in the sky, there was not a cloud in the sky. Not a single cloud. But he knew, because the Lord revealed to him, that the rain was gonna come. Here's what I find surprising in the narrative. Elijah goes and tells King Ahab, hey, it's gonna rain, you better get in your chariot and head back to the palace. Get those rain tires on the chariot king. A, a powerful rainstorm is coming and the king gets into his chariot and off he goes. Bringing me to point number three. God answers prayer the way he wants and when he wants. God answers prayer the way he wants and when he wants. Underline the word when. 
First Kings 18, 43. He says to a servant, go look toward the sea. And the servant went and looked and said, there's nothing there. Seven times Elijah said, go back. So one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. There's nothing. And the seventh time the servant reported, well, there is a cloud as small as a man's hand rising from the sea. Elijah said, go tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Isn't this interesting? Elijah knew it was going to rain before everybody else knew. And uh, I think when you are walking with the Lord and you are living by faith, you will see things other people do not see. You know, Hebrews 11 one says, faith is the substance of things hoped for. It's the evidence of things not seen. Faith sees invisible things. You see what can be, not just what is. You see past it. And the Lord can direct you. And here's another thing to consider. We as believers know a storm is coming. People in our world today are saying, well, what's going on? There's violence on the streets and, and the aggression of powers overseas. And, and it's almost like the end times, but I don't know. It is the end times. We know it. We know it because we read our Bibles. We know that prophecies are being fulfilled before our very eyes. We know the Antichrist is coming. We know the tribulation period is coming. We know judgment is coming. But best of all, we know that Jesus Christ is coming again. We know it. Pastor Greg Laurie talking about seeing our lives through eyes of faith and with the insight we get from God's Word. Well, today's message has been full of encouragement, good evidence that God takes care of those who are truly His. But maybe you feel like you're on the outside looking in. Maybe you've never come to the Lord and made things right in your relationship with Him. Well, here's Pastor Greg to explain how you can make things right with God right now. He's only a prayer way, which means if you will call upon the name of the Lord right now through prayer, He will hear your prayer and answer your prayer. Listen, if you want Jesus Christ to come into your life, if you want him to forgive you of your sin, if you want to know that you'll go to heaven when you die, just pray this prayer right now after me. Just pray, Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. I turn from my sin now, and I choose to follow you. From this moment forward, as my Savior and Lord, as my God and my friend. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen. And if you've just prayed with Pastor Greg and asked Jesus to be your Savior, we'd like to follow up with you by sending you a free resource. It's our New Believers Growth Pack. We'll send it your way to help you begin to live this new life of faith and help answer some of the questions you may have. Just ask for it when you call us at 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. And the team would love to pray with you too. Call 1-800-772-936 today. Well, next time on A New Beginning, we move forward in the story and discover that Elijah surprisingly found himself in a time of depression. We'll uncover some principles for those challenges in our lives. Day, day when life begins. 
Today's message from Pastor Greg Laurie was called Dealing with Depression. If you'd like to listen again, just download the free Vision Christian Media app where it's available as a podcast, along with more inspiring Christian content. Just search your app store for Vision Christian Media. Station sponsor. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.